All right. So this morning, shikabunga bam, Lord. <laughs> it's great to see your faces. All these smiling faces, man. This is good. All right. <clears throat> I'm just going to get right to it. Um, you see, the Lord has been taking me through this journey. And I just love the Holy Spirit because I love the way he leads me. I love the way he moves inside of me. How he speaks, tells me all truth, leads me to all truth, and absolutely lets me experience that which has been offered freely by the Father. And one of the things that he's been speaking to me lately, he just gave me one word, position. Position. And I remember asking the Holy Spirit, please expand on that. And all of a sudden I felt this passion rise up within me. But I knew it was not just my passion. I knew it was the passion of the Holy Spirit. And I knew this is something the Holy Spirit is very interested in. He's interested in us knowing our position in Christ. As we stand. Okay, in the present moment. Not in the past tense, but in the present moment. And, uh, whew, help me, Jesus. I got to get all this stuff out somehow. Because it's bubbling inside of me. You know, one thing that Jesus came to do, okay, that we, that we heard about so much is he said that he came to reveal the Father. Yes? Yeah. But there's more than just that that he came to reveal. Not only did he came to reveal the Father, but he also came to empower us to become the children of the Father. So our very foundation from the very beginning is this. We are children of God. There's no other foundation that we can lay other than that one foundation. Is knowing fully that we are sons and daughters as we stand here today or as you sit down today. Amen? Amen. And the Holy Spirit is just emphasizing the importance of that. So if you fail to understand that revelation and experience you as a son or you as a daughter, then nothing else can be built on top of that. Amen. Here's what Jesus said. Okay. He's from John. Actually, I just read John chapter 1. I think, uh, Denise, you got it up there, right? He said, he came into the world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right, the right, okay? He gave the right to become children of God. That's our standing. For those that believe in him, he gave us the right to become children of God. That's Pretty forceful. Okay? He said, not maybe. He said, we have the very right. And that should be our stance. It shouldn't be that we're coming in begging that somehow maybe the Father might accept us. Maybe somehow, if we do enough, we might just become his child. No, but he said, no, no, no. For those that believe in the one that he sent, period, he gave us the right to become his children. That's our very first position. The very foundation of everything else. And he goes on. He said, they are reborn now with the physical birth. 
resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. Ooh. I can start preaching right now and just go home. You see, when Jesus came, everything that he was is what we are. He was the firstborn from among the dead because we were dead, completely in our trespasses. Completely dead in our trespasses. So he came to this earth as the very firstborn. That he would set an example of how we're supposed to be positioned in the Father. So we right here, right now, whether you believe it or not, the truth is this. We're being born again by the Spirit of God. We're being born again by the Spirit of God. That is our position. That is where we're situated. And from that part is how we're called to live our lives. Because if you notice, that's how Jesus lived his life. He lived securely knowing that he is the son of the father. Very securely. And nothing else seemed to shake him. Nothing else seemed to move him. Even though there were situations around him that presented outside pressures. But still, he stood in that same position. Know that I'm a son. Even when the devil came to try and steal that away, just the same way he did with Adam and Eve, to question, really, if you are the son, why don't you da-da-da-da-da? If you're the son, why don't you da-da-da-da-da? But if you notice, in that, Christ was so secure that he never responded to any outward stimulation from the enemy. Because inside of him, he was settled knowing my position is a son. This is not questionable. It doesn't mean the father is withholding anything from me. Because that's what happened to Adam and Eve. They figured, hey, wait. When they heard that old serpent speaking, they figured, father, he's surely going to be holding something away from us. So maybe if I can reach out on my own, then I might have what he has. But the truth about it was, they already had it. The same way for us now who are born again in the spirit, we already have it. We have it. That's our position. We have it. We ain't searching. We're not looking. We're not begging. It's been given to us freely from the Father's heart in Christ. And the animal will try and come. He'll try. He'll try. He'll bring a lot of external pressures. Bring doubt. All sorts of stuff. Here's the other thing that the Holy Spirit just kept on telling me. He said, no, no only am I born again by the Spirit. 
I'm a new creation. He said, I'm a new creation. It's not the old becoming new. It's a totally new species that he brought forth through Christ. Completely new. He is not building on the old. The old is done. Jesus said, behold, I make all things new. Period. That's it. We are a new creation. Our position as we stand right now is a new creation. Even though there's many things that tell us we're not, our bodies ache, our minds wander. We need money. We got financial pressures. You got all sorts of stuff that seems to communicate to us that this is not true. I'll let that sink in. <laughs> Denise, actually, I'm, I'm going to skip that scripture there. Okay. Through John 3. I'll just move on to this next part. Everybody's familiar with that John 3 scripture, right? Yeah. The story of Nicodemus. A devout religious man. You know, very highly intelligent. When Jesus was trying to describe to him this new experience, he could not comprehend it because he didn't even have the, cap- the capacity, the capability of understanding what Christ was actually telling him. Later on, you can actually see the evidence that he understood because he went after the body of Jesus. Mm. Actually, I'm going to go after Denise. But I'm going to come in the middle of it, starting from verse 5. In a, after Nicodemus had exclaimed in a way which exposed his lack of understanding. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he's sitting there looking at Jesus going, what is this guy talking about? How's that even possible? You know what I mean? Because he was looking at himself and he was looking at the gray hairs. He goes, surely how can I go back to my mama's womb and come back again and be reborn? How does that work? But Jesus was making it really clear. So Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Humans can produce only humans, human life. But the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. Okay? To spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever he wants. Just as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it's going, so you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. So obviously that is a mystery. But I take the word of the Lord at its face value. If it says I'm a new creation, I've been born again, guess what? That's what it is. It's settled. We should not be moved from that part. We should not allow the enemy or even external circumstances to move us. Ooh. 
Jesus. There's so much in there. So let's see it this way. Okay. Let me see if I can help you picture this. Here's Jesus telling Nicodemus. Here is how you're actually going to be able to shift from where you are to this new place that I want to bring you. He said you have to be born again by the Spirit of God. Period. And then he goes on. To say, in order for him to enter or even see this kingdom, you have to be born again, right? So let's translate that to us right now. And think about it a little bit more. And think about what Jesus is actually saying. He's saying, by virtue of the position that we have in him as new creations, we, number one, have entered the kingdom... Then number two, we have every right to see the kingdom. That's the position. I know this might be hard to hear. I don't know. Maybe I'm not doing the very best job explaining it. But I'm going to trust the Holy Spirit to do his work. Because the truth is this. That is what the truth is. Is that we, by virtue of that position that we're in, we can see the kingdom and we have entered the kingdom. It's not that we will enter the kingdom. We have. There's other scriptures that say. Okay. Who are taken out of the kingdom of what? Darkness. And transferred into what? His kingdom. The kingdom of light. Transferred like he took us from here. And placed us here. Into a new place. So everything that we do. Has to stem out of that. Everything. Our actions, our thoughts, it's from that position. It's to see things from that position, from that, that vantage point. We've been told in the word that we are seated in the heavenly places with Christ. That's my other position. I'm seated there. It's not that I'm going to go sit there when I die. At the present moment, whether I fully comprehend it or not, I'm seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Which makes me this way. This is how I think about it. I can see the kingdom. I'm in the kingdom. I'm in Christ in the heavenly places. Therefore, my mode of operation should be from that vantage point. Not from down looking up, but from up looking down. I don't know if it's just me because I wish I could take what I have inside and really show it to you. The joy and the excitement that I felt from the Holy Spirit. Being able to bring this truth forward and being able to eat it and digest it and fully understand and see my thought process start switching and changing. It gave him so much pleasure. The Holy Spirit takes pleasure in us learning the truth that is rightfully ours. Absolute pleasure. He's ecstatic about it. Anyways, let me not beat that to the ground. Have we dragged on me so far? 
See, here's something that happens to us, you know. The enemy comes, and his main goal, honestly, is to try to knock us off that position. Because he knows the moment we start doubting our rightful place in the Father, everything else is going to start crumbling. As a matter of fact, he doesn't have to do a whole lot more after that. Who start walking in condemnation, shame, guilt, you name it, all of it. All his vomit, he would just keep on spewing his vomit. So that he can get slimed up. So he can forget that you're an ego. And start operating in the mode of a chicken. Just scratching around, pecking through the ground. Mopping and mourning. Feeling sorry for yourself. That's not our inheritance, people. True, that's not our inheritance. I can stand and say, that is not my inheritance. Mine is not the condemnation, not the guilt, not the shame. I have become, by virtue of my position in the Father, I have become the object of his grace and his love. Not his wrath. Do not confuse the discipline of the Father with the wrath of God. Those are completely separate things. Jesus said himself, we who are in him, we who have accepted him, have believed in him, will not experience condemnation. But for those that do not, they already stand condemned. He doesn't say that they will be condemned. They say they presently stand condemned. So if he walks that way for darkness, what about for the kingdom of light? I stand right now. Right now. In this very moment. As a son. Period. The end. Not only that. Filled with the spirit of God. Filled with the grace of God. Filled with the love of God. Filled with his righteousness. Filled with his holiness. I'm absolutely his product. I'm his product. I'm his offspring. His very nature is what I am. His very DNA pulsates through me. His very blood flows in me. That precious blood of Christ. I cannot be his brother if I don't have the same blood he has. It's impossible. Biologically, impossible. My son has my blood. Amen. <laughs> I'm almost there. Here's <laughs> mm, yeah, what the Holy Spirit is also challenging me about. Saying, listen, uh, why do you try to live from without? What did Jesus actually say about the kingdom? The kingdom of God is where? Kingdom of God is in you. Why do we try to look for it outside? When you look at the life of Christ, when did he live externally? 
out of the, his good treasures, right, he brought forth good gifts. The scripture that says that, right? Out of your good treasures, you bring forth good gifts. So out of the treasures that were in Christ when he walked on this earth, is what he brought forth. The healings. The redemption. The restoration. All this stuff was within the kingdom that was in him, and he brought it forth, saying, this is what the kingdom of the Father looks like. Bam, somebody gets healed. Bam, you get born again. You become a son and a daughter. Bam, you walk in forgiveness. Full forgiveness. Not half forgiveness. But we walk where we have, we walk like we have forgiven. But we're fully forgiven. Fully redeemed. No longer the objects of wrath. But the objects of his love, of his grace, of his mercy. <laughs> That's right there again. <laughs> Let me bring this home. I'm done. Let me bring this home. When you think about what Christ really said, that the kingdom of God is within us. When we do not receive that which is freely given and instead start toiling and walking to obtain that which we have, we're living from the external. We're not living from the inside. We're living from the outside. Are we tracking me on now? Yes. Yes. The, free gift. the Holy Spirit said, your position is a gift. Your job is just to take it and receive it freely from a loving father. When we do not accept our position that we have in Christ and try to earn it, what we end up becoming is earthly religious people with no power. That's really true. Having a form of godliness but denying the power. <laughs> Amen, Lord. Somebody got it. Oh, my goodness. Somebody got it. <laughs> oh, yeah, Lord. Oh, yeah, Lord. This is getting good. This is getting good. See, the world programs us to live from external stimulation. Yes? The smell of the food, touch, you name it. It's all external stimulation. The kingdom of God teaches us to live from within. 
when you draw living waters, you don't draw living waters from here. You take from what is in here and allow the Holy Spirit River to flow out. You don't bring it from over here. You release it from here. He says this clearly. Clearly. I have given you a deposit of an anointing within you. Meaning this, when you said yes to Christ by your position, you already have an anointing that is in you. So the anointing is released from within, not from without. You see, that's why I love Smith Ugoswa. I was telling Barry, Smith Ugoswa. He said, if God is now moving, guess what? I am going to move God. So I'm not going to wait for somebody else to storm me out here. I'm going to start storing stuff in here. Right in here. So that it can start overflowing. So it can start spewing out. And all of a sudden, everybody else is going, what in the world is that? Because anointing responds to the anointing. The anointing in me will respond to the anointing in you. And something in you will start bubbling up. And by the time you know, we're having a Holy Ghost party in this place. Because everybody's brought what they have inside and just released it. Bam! I'm going to hide back. The best news ever. The simple gospel. We make it so complicated. (laughs) I'm doing pretty good time. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. All right. (laughs) Oh, Lord, help me. This is, I mean, I'm excited. I'm having a hard time containing, just trying to get it out. It's like, (laughs) just want to speak in tongues. That's all. How great thou art, you are, Lord. How great thou art. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. You are the Father of glory. Oh, you are the Father of glory. Oh, there's nobody like you, Father. Oh, we love you. We adore you. We praise you. We worship you. Oh. How great is our God? How great is our God? That was the interpretation. Just in case you're trying to figure out. Amen, Lord. All right. So, 
Let us be and accept our position as a heavenly people. Amen? Amen. Let us not become earthly people who are just full of religion. Let us walk according to who we are. We are heavenly people. Jesus said, I'm not from here. I'm from above. Oh, Lord. Oh, my goodness, Lord. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Let me translate that. We're not from here either. I'm serious. Go read the word. <laughs> if you're looking for confirmation, go read the word. Let me finish with this. You see, Paul of all people, right? Here's Paul gets this. I'm not sure how to really respond to that prophetic word if I was him. But Jesus says, hey, go pray for that guy over there. Because uh, I'm going to use it mightily. But you will also know how much you, you will suffer for me. That's the prophecy that he got from Jesus himself, right? I'm not sure Paul knew exactly what that looks like unfolded. But he's a guy shipwrecked, bitten, died. I think he died and resurrected. I mean, he gets stoned outside the city, right? People come around him, they pray for him, and then guess what he does? He gets up and goes away. Back to the city. I've been running, man. I'm like, Lord, mm -mm. I've seen enough stones for today. <laughs> Let's try tomorrow. Can we try tomorrow? Cause that kind of hard, Lord. Look, but for real though, I don't. I don't. That's when I read the word. That's how I look. At it. I'm like, oh, poor Paul. But yeah, this is the same Paul. They were so entrusted with mighty, tremendous revelations that we ourselves can know and understand our position. He had to walk those revelations himself. It wasn't like he just kind of. It's theory. No. He absolutely walked them and experienced them. And he could not keep it inside. He put pen to paper and just brought it out. Say, oh, listen, listen, listen. Praise be to the God and the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. This is Paul. Who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Did he say some spiritual blessing? This is St. Paul. This is the same Paul that was bitten. All these external pressures were overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. To the point he said, well, whew, definitely to die is better. Because I get to be with Christ. But for your sake, I'm going to stay. I'll be like, Lord, take me home. <laughs> My kneecaps are broke. <laughs> Just kidding. But, no, nah, maybe not. <laughs> okay, but this is Paul. Okay? And he goes on. And he writes this. For he, who's he? God himself. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. Yeah, just think about this. This is Paul. And he's writing 
this thing that the Holy Spirit is speaking to him, and he's experiencing the beauty of being a son, of being born again in Christ, and having the very Spirit of God dwelling in him. That out of that is what bubbles up in him, and he releases that continuously. That flow, what you're reading here, is what was within. It's always within him as he spews it out. Beautiful. And he goes on. And he says, in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he has lavished on us. Done. That's it. I just wanted to finish with it so that you don't think this African was just spewing stuff just out of his own mouth. If you have a complaint, take it with the Holy Ghost in the word that he wrote. Because <laughs> I don't fight fair. Number one, what I'll do, straight up, I'll bite you. <laughs> then I'll scratch you, and then I'll scream running. <laughs> no, just kidding. No, maybe not. So here we go. Why don't we stand up? Where's Jacoba at? Where's Jacoba? Let, let's play that song, The Simple Gospel, really. I really felt the Lord on that. There was an anointing that was on that. So as they get ready here, I mean, just like a little child, just raise your hands in there. And I'm just going to release that which you already have. So I'm going to allow the anointing that is in here stirring up to stir up within you. Because I don't have a greater Holy Ghost. We have the same spirit poured out. You just need to allow him to stir you up. And allow that Holy Ghost river in you to flow right out. So that you can live from within and not from without. So that you can live in your position as a heavenly being. We're heavenly people living in an earthly place. And our commission is to bring the Father's kingdom into every place that we go. And it's not a strife. It's not a struggle. It's just simple, simple Gospel, as my dear friend here so well explained it. My Israeli friend. I'm not going to try to pronounce your name. I'm going to butcher that name. But the truth, that's the truth. So Holy Ghost, start in within us. Start in within us this morning. Start in within us this morning. Let us spring up, spring up, sweet well of heaven within us. Spring up, sweet well of heaven within us. Let it overflow. Let it overflow. Let it overflow. Let it completely tear down all the struggles, all the enemy that he's tried to put on you. Let him tear down absolutely all the shackles that the enemy has tried to put on you. Let him tear all that down. Let the anointing from within, which breaks the yoke, break every yoke. Oh! Oh! So, but tall, 
Oh, yeah, let's just sing this together. That's right. Release that. That's the truth, Father. I will rejoice. Oh,
apologize to all the vegetarians in the room because we got fed the meat of the word this morning. <laughs> if we could ask the worship team to come up. Worship team. The worship team. Thank, boy, you guys are quick. <laughs> and now if we could ask the ministry team to come up. Because the worship team got up there so quick. And I'll tell you what, what Marlon spoke about today. It was just truth, truth, truth. It really was meat, meat, meat. And if you're having a hard time getting that from your head to your heart, that's something to ask the ministry team for. That the Lord would just open up that path to get it from your head into your heart so it can be lived out through your life. Amen? Amen. Praise God. 